What's up, guys? It's Jordan back with starting a startup. Hey, got a lot of things to update you on. A uh, whole lot of crazy shit going on these days. So uh, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. So going to cover a little bit of that. But um, it's been about a month to since I've given you an update. And they, uh, things have just started absolutely massive amount of momentum. And then suddenly hit a brick wall, came to a halt. So anyways, a um, couple things I'm, I'm excited to share with you about. Things that just kind of were like, Aha! Uh-huh, quick, so like I may I recognize this now moments type of thing. So, anyways, guys, a uh, quick update with us. So, we're working our asses off on building a website. There's a metric shitload of stuff that goes into building a high quality website. Um, I was brought to my attention that here's the way that I'm supposed to look at this and uh, for our website is you're attracting people to your website. Your website is your home, and if your home looks like shit, nobody wants to go to your house. So. That's kind of what we, we realized that, you know, we had something very basic and it worked for the time being, but we're ready for something new. So I'm going to do a podcast where we uh, I cover everything uh, that I've learned with that, what the steps it takes and really kind of explain in detail, like a very high end level website. What does it take to be able to uh, achieve that from the consumer side, the business owner side? Um, we did start our demolition on our new space. So we went in, we took the 25,000 square foot, got the deal signed, started demolition. Uh, architecture's already laid out all the final plans. We approved them yesterday. So um, they're working on the mechanical, electrical, and plumbing now. Should be able to, in about a week or so, have a final drawing and be able to go to the township for uh, for uh, getting permits. Um, so really exciting uh, where things are moving along really nicely there. Um, seems like one of the other big things to update you guys on is we really started following our groove with social media. Um, we brought Jalissa on full time to work on our marketing and our media. Um, we just knew that the amount of demand that was there for it was a full time capable position. Uh, and she is absolutely fucking killing it on it. Um, so we're growing in followers, we're growing in likes like insanely fast. Um, we're getting a lot of attention from it. Unfortunately, we really can't do much with that attention right now. Um, but the cool thing is, is the way we're doing this, it's just fun to do this social media stuff now. Um, so it allows us to just be able to have fun and be ourselves. And at the same time, there's some, uh, you know, some progress that comes out of it. So um, the, I think the chief marketing officer position might be the coolest position that there is in our company. Um, anyways, so <clears throat> the whole reason why none of this is worth a shit right now uh, as far as marketing and whatnot is because we are closed for business. We are completely closed down. Uh, we are having a pandemic. There's the COVID-19 virus. It's like a, kind of an intense flu from my understanding. Uh, it's fucking some people up. It's spreading like crazy. Uh, started in China and made its way over. And I'm, I'm going to be asking me, day by day, things changed so drastically. It was, it was hard to prepare for it. But um, our team took steps beforehand to be prepared and know what to do. So it made it so it was really easy for us to make our decisions uh, and put us in a really good position for um, for this situation to happen. So, um, one of the things that's very interesting, I'm looking over, uh, trying to figure out, you know, how did, uh, viruses, how did, uh, or pandemics, how did they affect the economy, uh, post pandemic? And, um, it's kind of difficult for me to draw a conclusion as to what that is, but, um, all in all, 
we're keeping an eye on the other countries trying to figure out, you know, how long are they coming out of it and what is their economy looking like from it? Because we're really not all that different. Um, at the end of the day, we all buy shit and we all sell shit. Um, so anyways, we're trying to watch through that stuff, but we made a plan. Our whole team kind of got together and kind of went to war. We just sat down and said, okay, if this happens, what do we do here? And um, let's expect this and let's take steps here and what can how can we look at this? But some of the questions we asked ourselves was like, what are the other countries doing? Uh, what steps should we take in accordance to you know what they did? What would they have done differently? And then the biggest thing that we had to ask ourselves was, what voice is it that we want to have during this crisis? You know, people are scared. People are concerned. The media is always going to give you know what catches attention. So um, if somebody says they almost died from it, people are going to read that like crazy. So that's there's you know they're they're incentivized. Reporters are to report that type of info, uh, information, whether they like to think they are or not, it's kind of inherent to the job. So they're, they're a big marketing company. Okay. Um, anyways, so big old rabble hole right there. Um, we were asking ourselves, what voice is it that we want? Um, and we decided, you know what? Everybody's freaking out. They're taking things so serious. Like what if we're just, we do, we do this with humor. Let's hit this with humor. We're going to make fun of it. We're going to make fun of the situation, but we're also going to be good stewards of, uh, good hygiene, everything, supporting the message to be able to get us back on track and get us rolling. Because that's what everybody wants, especially us, since we're fucking closed down. Uh, but anyway, so we had some fun, and like I lit Casey on fire so that we were sterilizing him. We washed a helmet in the kitchen sink, and uh, wearing a gas mask, and I sat on the front of a go-kart while Casey Ray sprayed him in the face with Clorox spray, and uh, we did one where we took uh, tape and taped down Clorox spray and threw him in the bathroom stall after Zach went in, and he just started coughing like crazy and came out with his pants around his ankles. But, um, you know, always just good time, have fun stuff to make people laugh. Um, people are hoarding toilet paper like crazy. Um, there was just this great idea of putting toilet paper inside of our claw game so that that was what you won if you played the claw game. Just something stupid and goofy that was, you know, people took pictures of and they had fun with. And honestly, it helped a lot. People felt really good about it. You could tell the feedback was, you know, just it. they're glad to see happiness and upbeatness. Uh, or upbeat people during this time because so many people are concerned with what's going to happen. But honestly, guys, like things are changing so goddamn fast and they did change so fast that, I mean, there wasn't much preparation that many people could do other than, you know, people going and freaking hoarding shit. Um, they, so it went from one day, uh, it was, Hey, you know, you guys, you need to be in groups smaller than 250. And then all of a sudden venues started shutting down and canceling their events. And um, then suddenly it was, there was a case in the United States. And uh, then the cases were in Ohio and Indiana border. And then it was in Michigan. And I mean, in that, that was like a process of, I swear, like four days, um, just each one of those. And it, you know, the, the government reacted very quickly to it, and they shut down a lot of public uh, areas. They have this thing called social distancing, you know, stay like six feet away from the other person because of how this transmits. Like, um, yeah, we, we got forced to close, um, and that, you know, that's a difficult thing for a brand new business, um, so we had to lay off our employees. Um, nice thing was our employees were fantastic about it. They understood um, most of them are not using us as their primary income. So it kind of makes it a little bit easier for them to be able to uh, step away. Uh, and the ones that do use us for their primary income, we're doing everything we can to be able to keep them active and productive in the business. But um, ultimately, some people we were not able to do that with. So that was a very tough decision. But since we all sat down in a room and prepared for it, we, uh, you know, we were, we were prepared for it. You know, we thought it through. Um, but one of the things that we were thinking about was, okay, if we have to shut down, what happens to what are the things that we're going to lose? Like. 
you know, what are our costs and stuff? And um, Jalissa had said, uh, you know, food waste. I was like, yeah, with food, all right, well, let's just give it to somebody who actually use it. So I quick shot a text message to my buddy Jerry Norris over at the Fledge um, and was said, hey, you know, if we do this, is that something that you could help us with this distribution? Uh, and he was like, oh, absolutely, yes, no doubt. And Jerry's always down for helping out the community. Like, he doesn't hesitate for a second. He's an amazing person. Um, but anyway, so we the, ne the next day, they're like, hey, you're closed. It's like, cool, tomorrow we're going to cook everything we have and go give it to the Fledge, and they're going to give it to people who need it. So... Um, we gave some to our employees that, you know, are going to be in hard times here for a little bit. And um, the rest of it we took there. Now, the weird thing was is, um, and I, I promise I'm getting to a point more than just a story here. Just bear with me. Um, the, the hard part of that whole project in my eyes was actually getting it to the final end users. Everything we did of just cooking and delivering, it was negligible amount of effort. Um, but, you know, shortly thereafter, there was a post from uh, one of the people with the Fledge that said, you know, that they... <clears throat> that we took steps to be, you know, good community, uh, community stewards. And we got an article posted about us and stuff. And I'll be honest, I felt kind of shitty. Like, well, I didn't really try that hard. Like I could do a lot better. Like, I don't really feel proud of what we did. Like we just did what was intelligent. It's not like we are, you know, you know, I don't know. I, I guess it just, it made me feel uncomfortable. Um, and then I saw a post from her that said, um, that there was basically, they were going to throw out some food and red lobster and they arrived there and, uh, the general manager was like, well, I threw it in the dumpster. And they were like, well, you could give it to homeless people. He's like, well, homeless people can get it out of the dumpster then. Um, just kind of a really insensitive remark to them when, you know, that's that's all it was. You're going to waste the food. Why not get it somewhere? And it made me realize that, you know, community involvement does not necessarily mean that you need to go, like, save the homeless by yourself. And I think people often think that. They get that in their head. And um, it, it made me realize that, yeah, you know, what we did was extremely small. But you know what? doing something is a whole lot more and fucking important than doing nothing. So it made me realize that, you know, everybody, everybody champions for people to do community service and everybody like is, is proud of people who do it and they admire people who do it and uh, they support people that do it and they want to be like people that do it, but they don't fucking do it. So way back, uh, I don't know, three, four years ago, I was a district manager with Bridgestone and they, uh, um, they, they had this, uh, like, in the holidays, all my employees were like, hey, I want to do something for the holidays. I want to give back to the community. So I came up with this kind of deal for everybody was, hey, if you go volunteer for three hours, I'll give you a paid date off. You can go volunteer on the day that you work and then just get a full day off, or you can volunteer the day you get off. I don't give a shit. Just bring me documentation and I'll pay you for it. I had 127 employees. How many people do you think took action on that when I allowed that, to, when I made that as, like, uh, an option out there? And I did it, like, early November. One. One fucking person out of 127 actually did it. It was somebody who volunteered every year anyway, so he just got rewarded for the things that you know he was already doing, which I'm happy to do because good for him for being a good fucking human. And it made me realize that so many people are worried about how much time it's going to take and effort because they feel like they have to save the fucking world if they do community service. But God damn it, it's not that fucking hard. It is seriously the smallest step. It's Instead of throwing out your food, it's giving it to somebody who could use it. That's all it is. It's that fucking decision. And I want you to think about that because one of the things that I'm seeing that's really cool with this virus is everybody is being contained and they all know that it's making it difficult for people who might not be as prepared as we are. Or, and everybody is sending out good vibes to help one another. Um, and it seems to almost be like a unifying thing that's happening right now is we're all kind of helping take care of one another and we're laughing about it like, 
I think everybody is very confident that we're going to come out of this very quickly and in a good place and keep moving. And that's my perspective. That's the voice I want to have on it. But I'll be honest, I would think a lot of people would agree with me that that is the overwhelming feeling. It just sucks while we're in it right now. But businesses are starting to help other businesses. Like, hey, just so you know, Saddleback's open Like uh, during the time it's closed. And they created a, a portfolio of like 300 stores that are still open during this pandemic Like or restaurants you know, to support that community. You know, that's fucking cool. So businesses are supporting businesses. People are supporting the shop small business. Now, I don't know how many of them are actually taking action on it, but the communication's out there for it. Um, and I, I would, I believe that it's almost like a uh, badge of honor for people to be able to do it at this point. They, they feel good about it. They almost feel charitable in that sense. Um, you know, like they're, they're saving them because of the situation. And that very well could be the case for many of them. Um, but, you know, all of these things are starting to happen um, so now if you want to be in a part of that, the thing that I'm getting at is it doesn't take much. Just take one fucking step. I promise it is a thousand times easier than you could ever imagine. It will be appreciated more than you could ever imagine. And it will come back to you more than you can imagine. Peace.